You are listening to an MLGA Network podcast. Hey everyone, it's Maddie, and if you're listening, you already know this is the Voluntary Vixens podcast. We sort of, you know, kind of laid low this month, didn't have too much going on in terms of podcast production. Jesse is pretty good at making a point to chat with you all on Instagram by posting a video, keeping up with her thoughts and you know, things we probably talk about on the side. I appreciate that she gets on and spends time with you all. I'm too much of a perfectionist and uh, awkward freak to do so myself, but, you know, she and I are very different people, as you've probably come to realize, but that's one of the reasons we work well together. We're different. Anyway, I thought this was a Good time to drop our episode we did with Connell from the Tactical Buffaloes podcast. We recorded sometime in November and we started, you know, the conversation or at least talking about the conversation we were going to have in um, like ideas and how we we as um, these liberty chicks stay sane in such a world as we live in and in particular such a year as we had this past year, 2020. Feel free to give it a listen. We kind of did do a pretty good recap of the whole year, and we had a good time. Enjoy. Check them out. Tactical Buffaloes. Welcome to Voluntary Vixens, where Jesse and Maddie give a female voice to news and pop culture with a libertarian twist. Join us to stay informed and challenged while keeping it sane, peaceful, and most importantly, voluntary. The Tactical Buffaloes Podcast. The Tactical Buffaloes Podcast. I'm your host, um, Connell or Miltrized Snippers, and today I'm joined by two awesome. I don't know how to uh, the Voluntary Vixens. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll let you guys introduce yourselves. Hi, I'm Jesse. Hi, I'm Maddie. All right, but, yeah, that was I, I fumbled that, but that's okay. <laughs> but yeah, thank um, you guys for coming on the show today. Yeah, no, thanks for having us back on. Um, Jesse and I were on individually earlier. Like, I don't even know. I was trying to think about it. Was it 2020? I, I can't even remember. Yeah, um, we've we've only been around since what February. A time what a time, like, black hole this whole year has been. Like, it's going <laughs> to be very difficult to <laughs> think yeah. about anything that really happened this year like whether it was actually 2020 or not but i mean i guess like you could lump everything into 2020 and just be like it was the worst year ever <laughs> but um it's shockingly bad yeah i uh, well is it shocking or was it designed to be this bad and mm. i really lean towards i agree was designed remember to be this everybody bad. said 2016 was the worst year ever though <laughs> everybody I mean, said I that i remember i remember 2019 sucked and um really? weird I mean, I thought so. <laughs> Maybe it was just me in my life, but um, I was like, God, I just can't give me to an even number. Like, there, I'm, I'm weird. So I was just like, get me to an even number. I swear yeah. we'll be better there. 2019, this sucks. I'm over it. 
2020, fresh, new. Let's do right. this. And um, yeah, yeah, it felt like, pretty good going into great. it. Yeah. And then really quickly, it was like, oh, wow, this is a uh, Iran war. This is bad. <laughs> yeah. 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 It just and and I remember thinking like, man, we really started off with a bang with Iran, and then it was like, boom, <laughs> virus shut down. Uh, well, there was the killer wasps or something, and then the virus right after that. I think it was around the same time because it was yeah. like it was I like almost a week felt apart. Like it was, or or it was even yeah. like somehow different. I can't remember, but I do remember thinking, oh, okay, well, and there were memes about it. Like, thank God for memes yeah. this year. Like. The, um, okay, like the Frau and uh, Dr. Evil memes, like uh, <laughs> the viruses are working. Son of the killer hornets! <laughs> like, right, that's um, right. Yeah, but I, yeah, so that was a chapter. Um, and then the protests, um, George Floyd, um, <laughs> you know, the rioting and peace, mostly peaceful protests that happened a couple times. Right. Um, it's just hard to believe what happened, what all happened in this year. And, um, yeah. yeah, so so last time we were on, it was before all this, I think. Yeah, because you guys were on the dating episode, right? Yeah, I okay, was. I was, yeah. I was not for that. I was not there for that because I'm not single. So they're like, yeah, you can't come. <laughs> <laughs> You're not invited. Yeah, I'm like, damn. Right, um, as far as the protest goes. Some of these should have, you should have been there then. You could be well, giving what, advice too. That's what I would have. I was like, shouldn't I? Yeah, okay, you know what? I'm not going to question <laughs> your, your thinking, Matt. <laughs> But um, but yeah, yeah. As far as the protests go, I was I was actually optimistic about the the writing and the George Floyd stuff. I was like, oh, okay, people are gonna finally see that that the system is the one that's hurting them, and they're gonna maybe do something about it. But nope, they just kept burning random shit mm-hmm. and never went anywhere. So that was yeah depressing. <laughs> it was, and I mean, you know, it's the mob mentality. Um, there wasn't it was already too late to have convinced that mob um, really which direction to go. And they already had yeah. it set in their mind, which way they were going to go. And so you really got to reach those people before that kind yeah. of starts happening. And before like the, the event, like a, like the death of George Floyd before like that spark takes place. Like you have to get to those people beforehand and we try, you know, I, I think right. we all generally try and, um, you know, plenty of other voices are trying to, and that's why I was, Jesse and I released an episode. Um, you know, do you remember black Tuesday? Like everybody blacked out there and yes. maybe, yes, like, I was so oh, irate. And, um, <laughs> just because it was just, we all had to shut up and like, just so, it was the, the same things we could be said that have always been said that are always wrong. Right. And I was I was so upset about that. It was just like, you know, so we released an episode called like, um, I can't even remember actually. Uh, oh, like, I don't know. You're not listening. Like, we're not quiet. You're just not listening. Because, right. um, you know, silence yeah. is violence. That was another hashtag from this year. Silence is violence. <laughs> It's just yeah, amazing. It's almost like yeah. one of those things. They just talk out of both sides of their mouth because they don't know really what they want. Like they don't want it's you to talk. Yes. yes. Well, they don't want you to express your opinions on anything. They want you to shut up. But then they want you yeah. to but speak then, up you, because yeah, silence is just, violence. Exactly. Well, really, what they want is they want you to capitulate. They want you to yeah. be their mouthpiece. And I'm not when I say you and they. Like we know anybody listening that you know kind of is in our circle, like we're 
individualist you know we're we don't like to collectivize but when we do it is really like collectivizing the collectivists that are trying to use the group and mob mentality and trying to like get us into these tribal situations and um heightened tensions (laughs) and um you know try to get divide us further when really like we're not about that like we right we would like to take everybody's hand and say like no like we don't need to do this but it just it's been a frustrating year for any of that oh my gosh yeah what it's yeah just it's been a believe. lot of collectivism yeah but it's as far as like uh the racial stuff it's like you guys understand that there's literally one specific group of people that are not only like oppressing you but literally killing you in the streets on camera and uh, one target, and you guys can very easily do something about that, and yet we're just going to keep bitching and moaning about it and not, not do shit, or just target the wrong people. It's just, it's so <sighs> hard to understand, you know? I it's like, it's literally just this thinking, one group. But I'm thinking, too, because, like, you know, I know, are you, I know that people hate hearing this, but there really are some cops that really would like to change things. Oh yeah. But those are the cops that get suicided or they get fired. <laughs> right. If they try to f- change anything. And so they it, so it's like um you know, it's I would not suggest going into that field at all. Well, but I've I'm just saying like story um not about that specifically but about like the concept of good cops. And um I believe that all cops just Okay, so I think that all cops inherently are in violation of the NAP because when they mm-hmm. wear that badge and take that oath, they're saying that I'm going to uphold the law through threat of force or use of force. And because the law is threat of force, they're threatening violence at all times against people. So they're in constant um, immediate violation of the NAP. And so, you know, obviously you don't have to, that doesn't mean go slot cops but I, but I, the point is that hey it, even if you are a good cop like you're still violating the nap and you're still um in, in violation of like natural rights and stuff like that and it's not a good thing so I, yeah i would strongly recommend people to not become cops yeah i just feel like it's a soul-killing job it really is yeah and i was just gonna say like because you can't be a good cop they won't <laughs> let you Right, and I—it's almost like being the president of the United States. You cannot be a good person and be, uh, and be the president of the United States because the, to do the things that you need to do to be a good person, they will, they will, you will end up like JFK. Yep, your brains will be <laughs> on the back of something. Yeah. So I'm oh, just yeah. saying, like, it's one of those things where it's like, which it's really important to be an individualist because. When you have to join something, anytime you join any collective group, you are sacrificing a huge amount of yourself. Right. Uh, and, and me and Maddie had like a really good episode called Collectivism, which where we talk about that. But I didn't real, and we didn't talk about cops in that episode. But I'm, I'm you know, being a cop is not an individualistic job. And it's nope. kind of like being a nurse. Like I'm, I'm realizing that now. It's like being in that. <laughs> When you're a cop, you have to subscribe to a, a, a certain vision, a right. certain lifestyle. Um, and I mean, nurses are like this too. Uh, like one of the things that nurses and cops have really a lot in common when it comes to 
to to people as we judge. So um, one of the things that nurses get stuck on a lot, and it's been something that I've been kind of grossed out by and I've kind of separated myself from is that a lot of nurses will judge drug addicts, for example. Oh, gotcha. Which I find to be disgusting. And I think like people don't choose to be drug addicts. There's a a lot of things that happen where a person gets to that point. And yes, they are annoying. Yes, they do a lot of really <laughs> dumb things, and they yeah. and they also coincide with police officers a lot. And I see a lot of misunderstanding happening with cops and those types and drug addicts because there's a just no empathy, no understanding, and and a lot of times drug addicts and cops when they get in contact with each other, it doesn't go well. Right. And a lot of times they end up getting somebody ends up getting shot and hurt or killed. Right. So yeah. uh, that's the problem with cops is that they they nurses we have the needles the cops have the guns and you can imagine which one is much more deadly and scary yeah yeah but the collectivism cops do not allow for you to have an independent thought being a police officer you are not allowed to have your own thoughts and you're not allowed right. to make your own decisions so you're it is one of those things view. yeah yeah. So yep, if you see exactly. some, if you see things anywhere differently in, in any way along the road, you're gonna you're gonna come in contact with problems. Yeah. Your buddies are not gonna support you. That you might find yourself on the wrong side of like administration, or it, you're something's gonna happen to you. So right. it's it's just not a good thing. And yeah. the same with the military as well. Um, I'm sure you guys, I know you guys don't run into this. Um, but like, I'm really into guns and we do a lot of training and stuff like that. And so constantly I have friends and family like, Oh, why don't you join the military? And you know, yeah, at first, you know, if you're, it's like, okay, that sounds appealing because I, I'm, I think I'm that type of person that like thrives in that environment, you know, like some people are just bred to be soldiers and uh, I feel more comfortable in doing stuff like that than just like fixes doing normal work you know and so I'm like yeah I really enjoy that life but um I other than the massive ethical issue with the fact that I would literally be government property and yeah yeah I get that a drone for an organization that I hate more than like anything else ever. <laughs> yeah. Um, if the situation ever. I can ever... understand the draw to, to that. Yeah. I was going to but... say, I can, I can understand that because like, at, for example, like being a nurse, like one of the things like, I didn't want a job where I would wear a nice, you know, pantsuit and right. sit at a desk and talk on the phone. I wanted to be somewhere where I was going to be around like, just, you know, the, some things that you probably like i wanted to be in a i know this sounds crazy but i wanted to see crazy stuff yeah no so, makes sense. like i was ready to like i mean and i got to see it i'm glad and i'm not in any way shape or form like saying i i regret it i was glad i think it's i think that some people thrive off of that and i'm one of those people i'm an adrenaline junkie in a sense yeah so <laughs> i enjoy that and i got that out of my system 
But yeah, um, I think that military people are kind of like that too. And you also like the camaraderie because it's like that's one thing. Yeah. That oh, it's amazing. Too. It's like, can you believe it? That guy almost died on the table over there. Yeah. And, and we'll talk about like, hey, in that room, that room is haunted because so many people died in that room, and it's just morbid, right. disgusting. Like we can eat a full meal and talk about like nasty stuff, and I'm sure military guys can do that and talk about like the craziest things and most people will be like why am i why would you want to talk about that right but i get it and so i understand like that part but then like you said that, that you're making a huge sacrifice like you're literally and military people are sacrificing so much more like They're they literally, literally I, don't own their body once they sign yeah. that paperwork i consider it selling your soul to the devil um yeah, and, and the worst part about it, I think, is if the situation ever arose where you ended up killing someone as a soldier and like they didn't deserve, you know, like some unjust war, you kill people like especially if you're a libertarian or like if you have these beliefs, you know, you have now not only committed murder, but you like knowingly have committed murder. And there is absolutely no justifying that ever you know there's really not that's why people come that. back that's why people come back so damaged and um yeah. you know why they finally had to uh give ptsd a label and um right. you know, acknowledge that that yeah. was what was happening um you know i get I, again i can't really exactly relate but the understanding is that they see themselves do things that they wouldn't in other situations or, you know, who they thought they were as a person mm -hmm. before, like, didn't do. And it's usually the things that they do that are most horrifying. Or, you know, there's plenty of instances where they're going to see maybe somebody else doing something and maybe they let it happen. Or, you know, there's so much, like, horrible, awful, tragic things that can happen in a war setting yeah. that, um, you know, it, it's... Well, here's it's, another way it's, to... It's, here's it's another aspect to that. Like I had a patient when I was working at hospice, one of my patients was a Vietnam veteran and he was active. He'd been active duty during the Vietnam mm -hmm. war. And he was guarding this one particular hill hill, but there was a pathway on that hill that was like a no go zone. You weren't allowed to shoot each other through this. So they would literally huh. just watch the, the people that they were trying to fight against bring weapons up that pathway <laughs> the weapons that would be used against them and their friends. And and I was thinking like um his wife, he didn't tell me this, but his wife told me she like he had a major breakdown one night and it, he ended up having to be hospitalized it's like years ago Damn. before that. But she was like the thing that really got him was that like he would watch these weapons being tanks and all kinds of things that we brought up this hill that um later would shoot his friends and kill him. And there was right. nothing that they could do. And it was and it was basically a rule that somebody in Washington made that had no idea <laughs> what mm -hmm. was what they were what they were doing. So that's this that would be the trauma is knowing that they could have stopped it if they would have been willing to break, you know, orders and right. stop it. But then at the same time they'd still be killing somebody. So it's kind of like and you but, shouldn't be there, you know. Yeah, it's there. just there's no win. There was no win yep. situation. Yeah. People involved in uh, the terrors of government. I, I, yeah, I spoke some of this too. That's when I think of tragedy. That is 
tragedy. You know, that's yep. tragic. Cops who are trying to do the best for their community and their family and yet are in an unethical, immoral situation and end up hurting people just by being cops. That's tragic because they're not there because they want to fuck people up, but they don't know anybody. They're victims of the system, you know, and then same with soldiers, same with, um, yeah, it just, it's, it's bad. It's really sad. It well, really, when you um, watch any movie, though, if you watch any movie made in America or even in, you know, the West, yeah, they make cops and they make soldiers out to be heroes. Yeah. Even if they do something wrong, like they're still like these morally good people somewhere mm-hmm. underneath all of it. Right. So well, you think the government. as a kid and yeah, and you think as a kid, if you're watching some of these movies, you're thinking like, I want to be this hero. Yeah. You know, this guy, they don't think about, like, all the stuff they're seeing. Like, that's the thing that's messed up is, like, that's how messed up we are as human beings, I guess. I don't know. It must be a human thing. We can watch people, like, we can watch our heroes shoot all these people and kill them all. (laughs) And then (laughs) we'll still be like, that guy is a great guy. Even though he just decimated the whole room of people (laughs) just now. Yeah, you know, he's troubled, (laughs) so it's okay. (laughs) But deep down, he's a great guy. It's very weird. It's yeah. also very frustrating that movies, cops, like, yeah, they're the bad guys sometimes, but you never just, it's not like, just, a, you know what I mean? It's not normal cops are just like the bad guys. It's very, I don't know, very biased. It's never, yeah, it's never, the thing is, though, it's always like a, another cop that finds out that they, that there's a group of yeah, bad cops yeah, and that exactly. the good cops gets the bad cops. So the system works. It's just the good guys are winning over right. the bad guys within exactly. the system. It's never like the system is already flawed and messed up to begin with and it's never right. going to work no matter who's in it. That movie yep. doesn't get made. Yeah. Right. No. It's that, nobody picks that script up. Yeah, it's really that sad. That would be a horror movie. That would be <laughs> like The Ring where like at the end there really is no good and there's no good guy and there's nobody who wins in the end, you know. Yeah. That's reality, though. I would say, um, you know, Connell, how you said, I think while we were recording, like you were originally like optimistic about um, sort of what could have maybe been a better reaction to just, I'd say, the George Floyd um, Mm -hmm. death being like the spark of it all. But like, you know, initially when people were like defund the police, I was like, awesome. All right. Like, yeah, this sounds great. Like okay we don't need state and for like state law enforcement we don't need this and then it, we kind of quickly realized well no they don't mean defund the police that means they really just want the money reallocated to some other shitty arm of the government right. and or like have the feds come in and take over and <laughs> there's no way that's gonna be better no. for anybody oh. and i was like okay so i'm gonna stop using i'm gonna stop chanting the same thing that these people are chanting gotcha. because that's not nope they don't want that yeah. that's not what they want and um i'm not getting lumped in with them <laughs> even mm. when they were saying that i was never optimistic i didn't uh, never for one millisecond did i think that the government would ever even entertain the possibility of not having law oh, enforcement. no definitely not without that but they literally have no power like- yeah, I was excited right, for like of course. four yeah. hours. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I know exactly what you mean, and I, I like love that idea, but it's I was just like, well, 
that'll never happen. You yeah. know, it it takes. Well, and I was just thinking with like the BLM tenants, like one of the things that they were saying is that, or well, I don't know if it was a tenant, but they were saying that we'll never get rid of racism. It will always <laughs> exist. Yeah, basically. And I'm like, like well, oh, that's convenient for isn't you guys. that like the most important thing that we need to get like, rid no, of in order <laughs> for cops to stop killing yeah, right? you guys? I mean, yeah. are, are you trying to say that we just need to shift the racism to another race? Like, what are you trying to right. say? Do we it's... do we just need to hate other people more? Like, who are we supposed to hate tomorrow? <laughs> right. Next year. It's like, maybe the issue is not that some people hate other people. It's the fact that those people can hate other people and then legally use violence to control them, oppress them, kill them. Like, maybe that's probably the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, you mean nothing. Doesn't matter what color you are. You right. mean nothing. You are chattel. But if if I hate you because yeah. you're a woman, and I can like, am I am I and I'm encouraged to like harass you, and then if you like do anything like to shoot you, that's pretty bad. You know that opens the door for me to do a whole lot of shit. You know, and other people that would have yeah. some horrible views. You know, and I, I don't. I obviously don't think that. <laughs> well, like I was saying earlier, I don't think that police officers really like think. And I'm, I'm sure there's racist cops. I'm not just saying, right. I'm not being an idiot. But I think that really what it comes down to, like, like when I was saying about like drug addicts, for example, like there are certain groups of people that police officers have to deal with that are very difficult people. I mean, there's no lie yeah. about that. And I think that sometimes they antagonize those people so that they can kind of. Oh, yeah. It justifies their, 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 their bias. Yeah, their revenge on these people for being annoying or you know yeah well if i'm convinced that that you're a bad person i'm going to do things that will affirm that you know i mean i'm not going to just be like oh hey you know and treat you like a, a nice person i'm going to be on my guard or i'm going to like say things that might instigate you because i'd rather have that confirmation than like continue to, to be like suspicious of you you know what i mean that's true psychologically so it, true <laughs> yeah and it's and even on that basis alone you know it, it's bad <laughs> but i mean profile like racial profiling yeah. and stuff is like taught and it's very we're all aware that it happens and it's just it's really really bad the fact that the, the issue isn't that there is a the racism exists it's that we are encouraging people to have to transcend natural rights and human right and yeah, human rights and and use aggression to control people, and that is really really bad. It opens the doors for literally anything, and we've seen that, you know, with all kinds of horrible protest control and massive, um, like the prison industrial complex and and black people getting shot and harassed in the streets, or just anyone really. We're all everyone's oppressed, you know. It's it's really really bad. <laughs> So well, that's why I like people like Maj Ture, who's going out and actively getting into these communities and empowering these black communities to arm themselves and yes. defend themselves so that yes. they don't have to rely on the police for every little thing. Because if you really them. think about it, every time you call a police officer, you are inviting a situation that might <sighs> go horribly wrong. And if you live in a bad part of town oh, yeah. and you happen to be a certain shade of color you know that that will more than likely go bad for you than maybe oh, yeah. 
the rich guy in the nice neighborhood. That happens a lot where the, so, the caller gets shot or just harassed yeah. or arrested. You know, it's, it's really. If you can handle your, your situation without having to call the police. Because sometimes a lot of these things really is just people breaking into homes and stuff. Just, yeah. you know, and it's usually drug addicts just breaking in, trying to get some extra right. cash, whatever, so they can fi- get their fix. Um, yeah. All you have to do is cock your gun a couple times and they'll, they'll they know they don't need to be trying that at your house. Right. And you've or already if... fixed the situation before you had to call the cops. Yeah. Or, you know, worst case, they don't get the message and, uh, and nope. And yeah. And the, at the very least, nobody gets hurt. Somebody realizes they could have yeah. gotten hurt and they left. Right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I would you might I, have to make, make a warning shot or something, but you know, most people don't want to get shot. So exactly. they're not going to try something. Yeah. And I guess it depends if they're like lucid or not. Um, yeah, but yeah, to the the idea especially for me of being in a, 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 a while wow, i cannot talk a position where i'm not able to defend myself is horrifying you know to even think for a second like oh shit maybe i if i don't have a gun like and someone else does i am at their whim you know it's it's really frightening and um i think that is maybe the only positive not the not the only positive thing but one of the main things that did come out of the protests or this whole incident is i think the push for gun control has gone, has reduced. And a lot of people, or with the pandemic at least, a lot of people are understanding like, oh, yeah, maybe I should have some way to defend myself from the guy who has uh, an AR, you know, or the government who has an AR or anyone, you know, if they have that weapon and, and you don't, they have power over you, whether you like it or not, you know. Yeah, I think I think there were some people that were kind of thinking like, well, if we get if we stay in this lockdown for too long, we might have to fight for you know our supplies. I just better... this bag of rice. <laughs> <laughs> I think some people kind of went down that you know a little yeah, bit down the, that way. But... Not the greatest, but at least they are one more person that can have a, a rifle barrel pointed at whoever's threatening them. So. I do think that's a good point and something, I guess, made me like a silver lining that people did. I, you're right. I did hear less from the uh, anti oh, yeah. crowd. I mean, you know, the ATF and the government will do whatever they want. But like the right. the raving public that was so anti-gun didn't get to hear. I mean, you know, they'd say, well, nobody was in school. So there was no like mass shootings and yay and okay like obviously that's a good thing that um you know there weren't really any mass shootings and right but um okay there's plenty of other problems that were replaced um because all the kids being home and you know jesse and i talked about um we had you know one girl come on who is in our kind of like community um she came on and she was like herself in a i guess not like a physically abusive relationship maybe there was the potential for that but it was just like she was kind of trapped and you know she was an adult female and just and if she was trapped in a relationship like with another adult male and um you know there she was at home i think she lost her job even with the lockdown and so all of a sudden like she realized that she was under his thumb and didn't have her own income so like source of income and like didn't feel safe staying in that relationship and it's like so imagine you know what happens to kids that um maybe school 
pro my problems with the public school system aside, um, <laughs> you know, if this if school is the one place they feel safe and then they're stuck at home with God right. knows who, you know, whether it's their actual parents who are pieces of shit or like the parents um significant other like mom's boyfriend who is actually a dirt bag and maybe touches the kids or beats them like <laughs> and um so just uh, um kind of just goes into like all the all the unseen side effects of um all these top down um government decisions that again usually don't affect the upper levels of society as much but absolutely harm the yeah the lowest yeah. and i think that applies to you know like all the generally may, may poor people who decide to go join the military or you know think like that um you know it's going to be the most that they can make in a normal job is like go be a cop and then you get a pension and you know whatever and so it was i was thinking when you guys were talking about it it was, it was another like really disappointing thing that i think is um subtly disappointing and um is how those these positions like within the government system are seen as favorable and i think like again it's 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 a crime really that they exist because they only exist because the money is being stolen from us right. as a threat of a gun you know and so like these ex these um these p positions exist like you join the army there's no limit right like you just go join the army and like you can just do that forever right like it, it, they would never just say no we're good no they'd keep you know signing up yeah. slaves sure they'll take them all um you know, and then teachers, I think uh, it's really, I always, um, so my grade, how many people ended up being teachers and it was just like, okay, well, maybe they're good with kids and maybe they really love what they do, or maybe they don't. And really that's like the best that they could do. And it's just like job security and okay, great. Like, and then, and, um, so I live in like, I'm from Montgomery County, Maryland, which is and this oh, isn't a brag or anything. This is just a fact, like one of the richest counties in the country because it's literally Maryland, D.C. So it's oh, all these wow. like elite, mostly like federal government workers or, you know, contractors, <laughs> like just all the uh, pieces most of shit. privileged. Yes, yeah. most privileged <laughs> government, well-connected people. And so, you know, they, Montgomery County's got great benefits for teachers. So, you know, start teaching and, you know, they pay for your master's and you get a really decent pay. Then you get off half the year or, the, you know, the summer, three months. And um, so these government positions that shouldn't exist are way too favorable. And it really like it's such a drain. On, it's it's a drain on society is like the best thing it is. And then like an actual like evil cancer mm -hmm. on society is oh, yeah. it's the worst. Yeah, it's. It's not good, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. And then I guess, like, if um, we could easily connect and bring big government science into that, you know? Like, there is no separation of state and science anymore, clearly. Right. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's odd. Um, <laughs> well, Elon Musk is trying to change that, but then again, Elon Musk is receiving tons of subsidies from the government yeah just it's very just i don't really try i don't know i don't trust anyone that um is involved in either of those like 
Hollywood elites or like uh, Silicon Valley or the government, you know, yep. I think they're all pretty much, they're probably of the same stock, you know, they're all involved in the same shit. So I'm not really going to trust any of them. Generally consider them lizard people. Um, yeah. So <laughs> don't want them anywhere near me. Right. Like yeah. when you say lizard people, do you mean like they're descendants of the Anunnaki tribe or whatever? <laughs> I, don't, I, think that, say. I think that's like too technical for what I'm saying. I just mean it in like, <laughs> and maybe, you know, they are hiding as reptiles among us. I don't know. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's one of those things I would not be surprised, but I just mean like they're, they're missing a human element to them and they are like somewhere just a little bit. And okay, so somebody's listening to this and going, "Oh my god, it's it's dangerous to dehumanize people." And it's like, yeah, I've said that <laughs> exactly that exact thing before. But it's like these lizard brain people who get in and you know are missing this more humane piece of them that are it's what they are doing is um, yeah yeah really like enacting violence against people, and oh, so yeah. you know they're. They're de- they're dehumanizing, and um, but the way well, they they're trying to they do it is making it all way. Exactly, they don't think of it that yeah. way. They they're kind of like I mean, like I hate to say this because he always gets brought up in all these conversations, but I mean, like Hitler thought he was doing <laughs> the right thing, right? I mean, Stalin. Well, he made the Stalin train was go on time. So but say. Lenin thought he was <laughs> doing the right thing, right? Or at least their followers did, for the most part. Yeah. They they thought they were doing something righteous and and good and um, see you know if you if you study um, evolution enough you realize that it has a lot of the same kind of this is the science that Hitler used to make his justifications for why certain groups of races were less than other groups of races. Because in his mind, or I guess in the scientist's mind, they weren't as evolved as mm-hmm. white people right. were, right? Which, <laughs> that's not, we know that's not true. That's just absolutely ridiculous. But, um, I mean, it is just absolutely stupid. To, like, when I look back at some of it, I'm like, why did anybody even think that was a good idea? But, um yeah, like, that's what I think that people like, when you, I mean, did you guys watch Zuckerberg? at all when he was doing Uh-oh. when he was in that hearing yeah no. it, it's just, just not human it's he is so no. weird when you're talking about a lizard person he literally looks like a lizard yeah <laughs> there was like, that meme weird that meme i and, saw of him recently it was it was one of those the, the <laughs> template is like how it was and how's it going now or whatever and it was like him looking like you know just kind of a, a nerd that I think the story is that he was jealous of another girl, like of some guy. I don't know. Anyway, he he looked yeah. exactly like the nerd he was probably when like the CIA tapped him. Um, and then like, and then here, how is it going now? And he looks like a completely different creature and species. <laughs> like it's bad. Well, and crazy. then even more Jack Dorsey, look at Jack Dorsey. Now he looks yeah. like the Unabomber. <laughs> he he's he looks crazy. Hey, be nicer to Ted. <laughs> I think he might be losing it. Like I think that he might be unraveling a little bit here and there. But probably. 
Uh, maybe he's like, maybe there really is something good and decent about him. And he's slowly going insane because he knows he can't be a good person and run this, this company anymore. Right. I don't know. That's, um, that's my way. I'm trying to humanize him a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like the demons yeah. are working, I guess. Oh, his know. beard. Yeah. He just looks crazy. Ew, he looks like hell? he yeah. has oh, a ring no. in his nose. The beard is, um. It's supposed to be a virtue signal. Uh, I didn't like put this together until like I saw a picture of him. And after I think maybe it was like Monica Perez and the propaganda report pointed it out. But like he's he was letting his beard grow. And like, was it Colbert who was letting his hair grow? And it was supposed to be this virtue signal. Like, it's too dangerous to go get your hair cut. Oh, you <laughs> like, have a Jesus, so Lord Almighty! Society with all of you people, and like we're we're one with you. We're in this together. Remember, like you know, we got a tour of Nancy Pelosi's home, and she showed us the ice cream. We're in this together. Yeah, people just, are. That's what I'm saying. I just, they're so they're they don't even know what they're cream. doing. They don't even know how to be normal at all. And I think that's the thing. Like that, what I was trying to get at is just that these people they just don't even realize like how they're on the wrong side because they can't even yeah. remotely see themselves for what they really are and that's the problem like i think that once you get to a certain level of like uh fame and and what is it uh money you just you can't be you don't you can't relate to anybody in a real level and right. um like even my husband, when we were fighting about the lockdowns and all that stuff coming up, like we, I know they're coming up. So he, yeah. he's all like, "Well, I think it's a good thing. I think we need to do that." <laughs> and I'm like, well, that, "You're coming." Like I was like, "Do you realize how privileged you are that you yeah. can say that?" Like right. he and I, yep. we are, we live relatively not. Like he has, he's a computer geek, so okay. you have a job where you can work from home. And if we go into lockdown, nothing changes for you because you're already work from home. Yeah. Right. But there's there are a lot some of people, people who won't be able to pay rent. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people that can't do that, Phil. And it's like, and there's a lot of kids forever. that aren't lucky like our kids who have parents that love them. There's a lot of kids that love going to school because if they stay at home, they get beat or they don't get to eat yeah. food. So. Yeah, sure. The lockdown is good for like if all you're thinking about is stopping the virus, but there's a million other things that you're not thinking about. And he right. is a computer nerd, so he doesn't even <laughs> he can't think about those kind of, kinds of things. Yeah. So, you know, it, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like that's my biggest beef with these people. It's like y'all are going to have to especially the scientists you are only myopically thinking about one problem, and that is COVID-19. But you're not thinking about suicide rates. You're not thinking about drug addiction or people who relapse into drug addiction. You're not thinking about people who have underlying conditions like cancer and they need mm -hmm. to go and get treated for it. Or they don't know they have cancer, but they feel sick and they're not going to go get they're not going to go get screened and then. Um, nice thing you know, they got stage four lung cancer that just developed because they never did anything and never went to the doctor because right. they didn't want to get tested or they didn't want to, you know, overwhelm the system. So, yeah, there's so Actually, many things that these people are not even considering. And in my mind, like when a when somebody comes up to me 
and says something about how selfish I am because I don't want to wear a mask. Right. I want to be like, you're selfish because you don't want to even look at these people who are literally at the edge of their life right now. Yeah. So there are, some guess... pe- there are people who are ready to kill themselves right now if one thing goes wrong. Yeah, one person looks up to them in the wrong way, and you know they'd be. And this time of year is the worst. It's not worth it. Right. Ho- holidays are always the worst for suicides, and it's also for some reason. I'm just being a hospice nurse. It's, it's for some reason people like to die around this time of year. I don't know if it's because it's, it's so... cold. I don't know, but it's the saddest it time cold. of year. <laughs> yeah, it, I, I don't know, and so I mean, I'm just saying that. Now we're going to talk about doing lockdowns again, and we're talking about, you know, making the mask mandates even harder on some certain states. I mean, what was it? California wanted to, like, shut down all these businesses that make money on Thanksgiving, usually. And I'm just thinking, like, some of these people, some of these businesses are literally, like, you know, just a few days away from folding. And you're just shutting them down for Thanksgiving. Because why? Right. And nobody can give you a good answer. No, nope, but it's really sad. Just it's frustrating that yeah. our country is where it is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we could be it could be worse and this isn't yeah. to to say that any of this is okay, but we could be Australia. Oh um, my gosh. I think I think by nature we're not Australia and um Australia cucked a long time ago when they turned all their guns in. Um, No, Maddie, their life is so much better now. (laughs) They live in paradise. It's just the paradise with really dangerous snakes. (laughs) And it's a very nice government. You know, they don't have Trump. It's a nice government. Um, So, and, and New Zealand also just like completely went crazy with the lockdowns and again they've already taken all their guns because didn't they already take all their guns or like do the big gun back yeah. thing um, no. from the, the no. shooting last year no they were actually pretty good and then that that yeah the christ church or what was it yeah was it, was christ, it christ church, church? Some, maybe that's yeah, a, that like the that. town but it was yeah they, that, that, yeah. that um yeah oh yeah, yeah you're right mom. yeah but so the I mean that that was a convenient setup. <laughs> yeah, one guy did something bad, so that, sorry, everyone loses their rights now. All right, yep, everybody turn hand them over. I that'd can't. be like you know, that'd be like everybody having to turn in their car keys because of a car crash. Like, um, imagine if someone if that applied for government. Oh, that sorry, oh, that cop shot someone. Accountability. Okay. Yeah, no. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no. my gosh. Yeah, just the concept of government is absurd. The fact that okay, this these people now they they are God and they you have to obey them and give them money and they are justified in in using threats of violence and violence to get things from you. I'm sorry. Yeah, get things from you. Um, if not your money, then your compliance and your submission. Yeah, your soul. <laughs> well, think about yeah, this. Too. No, it really is. It's your soul. When you submit like that, when you lie like that to yourself, yeah. that is detrimental to your soul. You become a slave. Yes. And no I think, way to you live. know, I haven't read the Gulag well, article, like the people but I know that's to... what happens. 
I think about the people that you went to high school with too. Like, you guys are not quite there (laughs) yet, but I'm there at that point now where I'm starting to see people my age who are going into government. And, you know, Kurt Vonnegut had a really good quote that said, like, I'm watching people that I I went to high school running for offices now. And that scares me. Um, And that's not an exact quote, but I mean, I'm thinking, like, I'm thinking, I remember some people in high school that I would, that I would never trust with (laughs) my life, much less my rights. So um, I'm just thinking like, we're, when you think about it like that, you realize like how fallible human beings are and why do we give so much? Like, I don't know. Like, why do we give so much credence to these people? Well, it's not that we give it to them. It's just that we allow it. Well, yeah, have like, you have you ever watched that um, Making a Murderer documentary? I've seen stuff like it. Well, you see, well, when you watch that, if you ever watch that documentary, and there's okay. many like that, really, but um, you start to see like how the police department did a horrible job at investigating. They really just wanted to pin it oh, on was this it a guy. Specific one. Yeah, they uh, really okay. wanted to pin this murderer on this one guy because they didn't like him. So Damn. he'd been yep. he had multiple issues with the police. And um in fact he 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 was accused of raping a woman um back in the like in the eighties or seventies, like late seventies or something like that. And then they found out that that wasn't him. And so then they oh had him gosh. in jail and everything, and then they ended up having to pay him millions of dollars. He made he made a fool out of that police department. Now, if I were the guy, but he's not a bright person. I would have moved my ass out of that town. Yep. But no, nope. mm-hmm. he stayed in that town. And um, then something else happened. Somebody who um, somebody else got murdered or disappeared and they didn't know um, where she was, but she had somehow had contact with him for some reason. And, um, um, and it ended up being where I, in my opinion, the documentary kind of leaves it up to you to decide, but it suspiciously looks like <laughs> they made, they, they framed him. Gotcha. And I remember my husband, my husband was watching this documentary with me. This tells you like where his mindset is. He's watching it with me and they had an FBI agent who was on the case too. And he was like, well, why would, why would the FBI agent be lying, Jesse? I don't get it. Oh, <laughs> my God. And I'm like, honey, I don't even okay sure because some people are just never going to get it like they see fbi cia they think these are like the best of the best they think they only hire the most yeah noble people right (laughs) and if you i mean if you've watched any show on television you every time they depict an fbi agent or a cia agent they're always like super smart people right right morally pure yes they, I mean, they just had to make a lot of hard choices, but their their hearts in the good right. right place again, and they're just and they always make CIA agents or FBI agents seem like they're really smart too. I've, mm-hmm. I've always noticed they're, that they're tough, but they're you know they're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. <laughs> like they're- Homeland, like we carry the main characters. Like she's got bipolar, but she's so smart. And she's yeah. she wants to do the right thing. Yeah, she just has a mental cool. illness that just makes her act a little crazy every once in a while. But I mean, in reality, you these people are just as smart as the average. Like they are just like the average person. They just happen to have like, you know, certain clearance that you don't have. 
they're they're not they they're not that special <laughs> yeah and really what they're looking for when they're hiring like these type of people they're looking for people who are going to follow orders yep yeah yeah actually back in the back in the earlier seasons of homeland like when it was actually i don't know i'd say really good and then um it came to like a noticeably awful or like just shift <laughs> and um, brad binkley actually confirmed this and it was like you know that's about when the cia started taking over their scripts and um oh wow yeah really just like heavily influencing the scripts like they'd literally go to langley like talk about the script and they'd come away with a script like basically written by the cia and so obviously it started it started sucking at about the time that they started doing that and um but yeah so i used to like want to like be and it goes back to um you know maybe there is that that certain appeal to joining the military like you think you're joining something that like you've been told like this is the cause it's fighting for this is the kind of work and like you'd be doing a heroic work and um and so like i used to think like god it'd be really cool to be like a spy like intel like figuring this stuff out and that was also what before i was a little bit more red-pilled on like just how awful um our intervention is overseas and how un just unnecessary but then how also like just disgustingly yeah horrific it is and so and then i was like what the CIA would probably never hire me. And that was even before that was even before like I would call them out for being like traitorous bastards, you know? Right. But um Well, and there's like this added thing where it's like if you are an FBI agent or a CIA agent, you have to be you must be smart and intelligent. So like if you become one of those things, you you ought like it just automatically means that you're smart and intelligent, right? So if you got the job like you're head and shoulders above most people, right? <laughs> See, they have sort of like a complex, really. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he has rights that I don't have. Damn. And they do, you know. Mm -hmm. the, the protected class, they're part of it. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you can't be smart and be in the FBI or right. CIA. I'm just saying, like, there's a certain level they don't want you to be above a certain level of intelligence because then you're going to start to question some things right exactly. then you actually might be a free thinker and morality is going to be like i mean they they give you all kinds of personality tests before you even oh, yeah. can <laughs> yeah so i'm sure, sure they're looking for people yeah i'm sure they're looking i'm sure they're not looking for people who are morally you know good people they're not looking yeah, for that yeah. they're looking for people who are willing to compromise their morals for the state basically yeah or for the greater yeah. good yeah it's really it's disgusting um yeah which is it's one reason like one of the things about like the cops like to like the, there's a personality or there's like a test that you have to take to be a police officer and if you score above like this certain level they won't take you because they know that you're not going to follow orders oh so, wow. yeah and um I don't know. I remember somebody saying that they they scored too high on it, and I was like, "Don't feel bad. It doesn't that means you're smart. It means yeah. that you can't oh, be damn. told what to do. So that means you're just not cut out for that, and that's probably a good thing." Yeah. Yes, definitely is. 
Yeah. Going going yeah. back to um earlier, how have you guys um how has your search for firearms gone? Because I know we talked about it briefly like a month or so, just over like the DMs. But um, what's your personal? Because yeah. we talk about gear a lot on our podcast. And so I think you guys have an interesting perspective on that. Like what's it been like for you guys trying to find or, you know, what's the thought process there? Well, the um, I've taken the class. I've taken the concealed carry class. I just need to pick out a gun pretty much and register, I guess, for the, concealed carry, for the concealed carry permit. Because yeah. I plan, yeah. I don't plan on carrying <laughs> all the time, but I do, okay. I don't know. Um, I guess I'm just a little bit paranoid, but um, I do see like some areas where I live like I have noticed since the pandemic, there's a lot of people that are homeless and where we mm. live, they're not that far from where we live. And right. so people do a lot of desperate things in desperate times. Yeah. So I just want to be able to protect me and my kids oh, as yeah. much as possible. Once so, you start. Oh, sorry. I, I was going to say, so that's one of, that's why I'm kind of going in that direction. The next step is just saving up the money for what, kind of gun i want to get so gotcha yeah once you start carrying you will um feel better <laughs> it'll you'll feel different but mm. you'll be like you'll feel a lot safer and then once you if you don't have the gun though you'll feel for me at least almost naked you know just kind of uh uneasy and like something is wrong but but yeah that's that's a good place to be what you guys don't have Damn, so I'm in Kansas, and we don't have to have any sort of license or anything to carry, so... Ah, uh, sounds like freedom. Nice. Yeah, as far as uh, gun laws go, we're... Kansas is, like, ranked number three, technically, but for state laws, we don't have any NFA or anything like that, so according to state laws, we can own, like, machine guns, or short barrel rifles, suppressors, but, you know, ATF will still fuck your shit up for that, but... Mm. Um, Nullify. Kansas... <laughs> Yeah, Kansas police can't do anything, but yeah, so I guess people getting licensed for that, it's it's still, it's like jarring for me. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, but... in Maryland, um, I am not currently pursuing it because I'm currently not allowed to. Thank you, state. Um, Whoa, wait, why? I'm... No under probation so oh shit <laughs> i'm limited in my freedoms more than most um so yeah there's that um but i've basically been telling everybody like i've, I've always told everybody like arm up like get your stuff like now do it now um before yeah. you can't and so basically like my siblings and sister-in-law all um went through training um this past spring um everybody awesome. everybody's you know legally acquiring um tons of equipment um that's good tons i just mean like you know everybody's yeah feeling the need to have something and um i'm kind of unfortunately like having to sit on the sidelines and just encourage <laughs> them to do so but right. you know i'm i'm doing things that i feel like are gonna help me and help them 
like if things get desperate um in other ways like i'm the one worried about all right well where are we gonna get water like and how are we gonna have clean water and um and so i'm worried about things like that or like you know food supply Mm. and um while i'm not like i really wish i was more of like um I really wish I was more like I don't garden like <laughs> I I, oh, I just yeah. can or dehydrate food like I need to but um you know at least kind of uh working on um a private stock of stuff and then yeah um you know I I am I'm an observer and like natural kind of like scientist like I can learn to do anything that I need to oh, okay. do so um I'll figure things out as an when i need to but um i don't know like at least like being for me right now all i can do is kind of just be in the mindset to be prepared and you know um encourage others to do so too that's important yeah that's uh that's extremely important for every one fighter there's 10 people supporting them i think so yeah um arguably a more important role than actually carrying the gun so yeah, I'll ask you off recording what about more about that though. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think the in Tennessee, it's I think you still ha- I think you have to have like you can I think you can open carry in certain places okay. without a license, but yeah. to conceal carry, you ha- which makes no sense to me. I think it'd be much more dangerous to open carry. But <laughs> it, I mean, wouldn't it be? It's just um, arbitrary. Um, I know, especially yeah. as a female, if you're open carrying, you're pretty much telling people, like, here's my gun, take it from me, please. Right. But um, concealed carry, you have to have a special license for it. And it's not that expensive and it's not hard to get, but it's just kind of a little pain in the butt that you have to go through. I think the thinking but, behind that is the thinking, and this is not accurate <laughs> at all, um, is that if you're a criminal and like, your intent is to like rob a bank or something it's much it's you can get the jump on them because your gun is concealed you know versus having it open but the legality of that robbing a if you're robbing a bank it doesn't matter if it's legal or illegal you know it's it's all yeah it's all so ridiculous I mean, if you're uh, gonna rob something, you're not gonna yeah. carry it openly either. <laughs> right. If you're breaking the law, it's then so you're not you gonna follow the law, it. and it's it's all yeah. redundant. It's so. <laughs> that's that's my husband's worry. Is he's like, I don't want you to get a gun because I'm afraid somebody is going to overpower you and take the gun from you. And I was like, that's well, the whole point of the concealed carry. I don't pull it yeah. out until I'm ready to shoot it. And I was like, I'm not right. stupid. If someone's Honey. in a situation where they're overpowering you, if if someone's in a position where you need to use a gun, um, you're even if they end up taking that from you, you're so much better off with the gun than without it. <laughs> you know, imagine that yeah. situation. Someone's where you're like, oh shit, I wish I had a gun, um, versus having it and then maybe they take it from you. Like you're probably in a really, really, really bad scenario, and either way, you're probably gonna end up dead if if they take it from you. Your chance of surviving if you are trained is like really, really, really a lot higher with the gun. So it's, it's, that's flawed logic. That's really flawed logic. You know, 
Yeah, but my husband is kind he's he's a Yankee, so where he came <laughs> from, you weren't supposed to have a gun and so he, he doesn't understand like Damn it, he, he's a really good obedient subject. Yeah, you know? he in yeah. itself, it's like obviously like we take guns seriously. So, you right. know, we're gonna if you're gonna get a gun, and plus the whole point of getting a gun is to go shooting with it, right? Like you exactly. don't just get it to just put it in your box and leave it there. You yeah, you, you have to know how to take use it. it. Out. And that's mm-hmm. the whole point of what I would be doing. Like I would probably join like a an outdoor range or something like that. And yep. I would practice yeah. with it. Um and I probably would I was thinking like I if I really if I really wanted to, I would probably have somebody just kind of show me how to yeah. how to carry it, and a, how to pull it out and all that kind of stuff, you know? That is really important. Um they going to Thankfully, you guys are in a community where you have some extraordinarily knowledgeable knowledgeable people that are like more than willing to help out with stuff like this. So, I mean, Brian and I, we spend way too much time doing this kind of thing. So, we'd for sure be willing to. We'd love to have an episode where we like just answer questions and like recommend trainers or videos and stuff like that, you know. But um, yeah, getting. Getting training is really important, um, especially if you're going to be appendix carrying or stuff like that. Like just knowing where do you where yeah. you want to put the gun. Um, that's what that's what I want to have to figure out. <laughs> yeah, and there's there's a ton of things. Getting a proper grip, um, proper side alignment, just stuff that you're not going to know how to do on yourself because on your own because it's like there's specific things that are just better and techniques and developing bad habits is really bad. Um, I had bad habits with shooting a handgun and that's really fucked up my ability to be effective. And I am just now breaking those and and getting out of it, you know? So it's better to have someone show you what to do and make sure they're knowledgeable and know what they're doing. Um, than to just kind of wing it with, with something like this, especially when it's, it is a gun. And if you fuck up, like it can be your life or someone else's, it's not something that is worth playing around with, you know? I'm sure you guys have seen the video with the dude practicing a draw and he shoots himself in the leg. <laughs> it, I think uh, so, yeah. I just fucking shot myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, that's the kind of stuff. Yeah, like there's there's certain things that need to be avoided and trained around. And if there's no one there to tell you, you know, you could have a scenario like that. Um, specifically, don't have a leather holster and for a concealed carry because if it gets wet, the leather can bend and yeah um and go into the trigger guard so when you're reholstering it you can discharge your weapon into your leg so don't carry with a a leather holster and that's something that a lot of people think are cool like i had a friend who just got his first handgun and he's like can i get like asking for a leather holsters i'm like yeah that's don't do that it's very dangerous um and here's why and you know that's something that could have been an incident he could have shot himself in the leg and you know if if you don't have the information or know where to look because you know why would you ever assume that that's dangerous you know it's just you have to know and if you don't know then you could fuck up and it's just not worth the risk you know yeah i just i think people are just so terrified of guns it's like to almost to because they just don't know anything about them right and it's it's almost to a hysterical level like i have Speaking of high school friends, I had a high school friend on Facebook talk about, he's like, I went to the park today 
with my wife and kid and there was a man there and he was open carrying and i'm like okay <laughs> what's your problem like now you see the gun so what's the problem yeah is it right. he's not holding it in his hand so what are you scared of <laughs> yeah and what's really interesting about that is the reason he's scared that that guy has a gun is because he does not have one exactly and yeah that's, maybe that's a man yeah. thing yeah it's like <laughs> that person has power over you because he has the ability to kill you and you can't do jack shit about it so yeah you're not on e- yeah, they're you're like, not on we just went fields. home they went home yeah well so basically he <laughs> yeah just had like, we to... had to go home we were just so scared oh my, oh my god. god dang so you need he... a tampon yeah right like he just <laughs> showed his um some of these men lack of manhood there yeah i know it's... men are pretty dumb sometimes so i get it <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not all men. It's just the I think it's like the uh, the feminization of men that has yes. happened over the past few decades. It's been pretty sad, to yep. say the least. <laughs> well, like, honestly, yeah. I make fun of my husband, but he he ha- he owns guns and he's actually pretty badass. Like when he was in high school, oh. he would buy guns illegally and stuff. There's a nice. picture of him that I that I took I stole from him that he doesn't know I have. Where he's like, hold, he's holding like a Tech Nine in front of his, um, in front of his, in front of his truck, and he's got like a, he's got, he was smoking a cigarette, and so he's got like smoke coming out of his mouth. It's like literally oh, like, cool like NWA like picture. It's wow. so awesome. I was like, if so you could be so like you guys have that guy for just a minute. Yeah, yeah. Where's that good. guy? It's in there somewhere. I just, I'm trying to bring it out. I'm trying to. <laughs> now yeah, we have children. I think us having children like made him like super scared mm-hmm. of everything damn <laughs> it's like, yeah. you gotta take him camping and then just I know. Like, get a bear and just scare the shit out of him <laughs> or something just like dress that dress up like a bear like <laughs> <laughs> bear you gotta make him I don't know he's either gonna break I need somebody gonna... to volunteer to dress up like a bear when we go camping and scare my husband <laughs> All right, so anybody listening, we're accepting bear applications. <laughs> I know. I bet Brian would actually be a pretty good bear. He's six six and very hairy, so he doesn't even have to wear a costume. Just... Yeah, he just be himself. <laughs> we'll just tell you when to show up, like you know. Oh my gosh! But yeah, we're gonna. Is he in Kansas? We'll go no, camping Brian's out in Kansas. In, he's oh. in Minnesota. We can meet you guys somewhere though. That's hot. That's a little. That's cold up there. Yeah. Yeah. Man, Minnesota's um, <laughs> Minnesota's like locked down, or like they're already really? experiencing like a really re lockdown. Um, yeah, maybe not the full extent, but like I'd say about ninety percent. Damn. Um, just from what I hear, because I like my job um, is such a unique blend of um law and like litigation and um health and doctors and you know scientists and so i get to it's like i get to sit in this um position and just hear and see things from both sides and both angles and it's just always odd like i don't know like it, it's so lockstep right now but um so, you know, one of our clients is up in Minnesota and, you know, kind of just getting random updates from him, like, throughout the year. 
just tells me um and not only him but like you know folks in other parts of the country i just kind of gauge the what degree of lockdown and um and freedom everybody's experiencing in their different um in their different states and you know nobody in florida unfortunately living in one of the freer states um but something that i think and maybe this is like something that we can see as a sign of hope a glimmer of hope for the future i do think that um you know we'll start to get better and more clear answers um by default once things are really brought to litigation and so you know um while i'm absolutely anti-ambulance chaser I do think, you know, they're generally allowed to say whatever they want in court. And, um, you know, the people, the bu- the big businesses, like, they're all the bad guys. Like, the company is evil. And, um, you know, they've got, brought this harm upon this plaintiff. Like, this poor, sick, injured plaintiff. Or, you know, here's their family because they're deceased. And so, you know, we're already seeing and how this is going to kind of play out with... Um, covid and so you know someone's gonna say i went into your establishment um i got COVID there and thus like you need to pay me or you need to pay my family for damages and um so really like that's where i think it's gonna come out like just how little is scientifically known and i think that'll ultimately like maybe be a positive thing for um viewing history and and it won't be able to get whitewashed so much i don't know that's right. what i'm trying like, i just started realizing that that is what i think might start happening um because um you know it, they really are trying to bring scientific arguments to the courtroom and not just have it be a he said she said um you know just cartoonish depiction of <laughs> the world and so i don't know i think that's something maybe we could um hope for i yeah, i hope there's a lot more other positives but um that's one thing that um just that i thought and since i've got a unique view of that um and i'm totally alone like i'm you know i sit there and have to like on a weekly zoom meeting and have to try and not <laughs> roll my eyes Damn. when um people are talking about like oh so and so has covid or had covid and um you know they've got they've got this they didn't have any respiratory symptoms or cough but you know felt really nauseous for a few days it was really rough but you know they're fine now they can see their family again it's like i don't know if he had covid even if they tested positive for it like everything is um getting umbrellaed umbrellaed into the same thing again it's another i think like another are they gonna collectivization I wonder if, the, if how many people are getting together to sue Cuomo over all those deaths in the nursing homes. I feel like I feel know? like I did see um, you know complaints filed and good they absolutely yeah. should. I mean he's Definitely. a murderer. Him and, oh, and, yeah. and Whitmer from Michigan they both did it, and I'm sure that they're the only ones. Did, um, did Gavin Newsom do the same thing? I don't, I don't know. think I don't think Gavin Newsom had had like had a similar situation in which he responded that way um but you know it it was cuomo it was um what is his name murphy is he the new jersey governor 
um, Wolf from Pennsylvania, all these heinously evil people. And I mean, Wolf, like, G- like, li- like, put the wolf and Wolf, his um, <laughs> health secretary, like, you're not sure if it's a he or she. And that point being aside, it's, she's, it's also just like this amorphous blob of a creature, like, not the picture of health, like, is How did this sure? person become the yeah. health secretary? Like, I don't see health isn't radiating from them, so I don't really like know if I'd trust any of their right. opinions on health. Um, yeah, about- oh, and um, and the Pennsylvania health secretary, like you know, even while they're sending um sick COVID positive patients, elderly patients, back into their home into their um the nursing home so it could spread like wire wildfire and kill everybody um she i think it's she i'm gonna land on the she she (laughs) actually had her grand her mother removed from the the system like and and took her home you know like could like like, right it's one of those um you know rules for thee but not for me wow and um so gavin newsom's his own um his own disgusting um asshole form like with the i think like expensive ass dinner that he went to but anybody else going to would have been uh you know arrested for so it's really strange how all these that we know that the highest risk people are the elderly and that we're shamed if we don't wear a mask because we don't, we want to kill our grandmothers. <laughs> but all the people that, the most of the people that die that didn't have to die were people in nursing homes. Yeah. Because yeah. of yeah. governors making horrible decisions. But I'm selfish. But I'm the one that hates grandma because I don't want to wear a mask. Right. I mean, Even that, though the mask that, that logic work. is lost on me. Yeah. So actually, the last thing I want to talk about because uh, I got to be wrapping up pretty soon is mm-hmm. um, if you guys would just explain the effectiveness of masks. So I guess um, um, we can, go ahead. I'll tell you kind of like both. I'll, I'll tell you kind of like both things. So masks are supposed to reduce transmission of the virus by capturing droplets that are going to escape your mouth and nose and would go out into the air and in and land on somebody or be inhaled again by somebody or touched by somebody and so that's that's what they're and that's what you know enough people a lot of people with um you know shiny name tags and you know that will come on cnn like that's that's what they're saying, you know, and um, but it's like, OK, maybe that is true in a very like physical properties <laughs> sense. Like, OK, yeah. so maybe if you were to cough and it, it went into your mask and, and stayed with you instead of going somewhere else. I mean, like one, just practice better good hygiene. Like and I think as a country, we kind of do better than other countries i've lived in for set for example yeah Um, but so you know we should just be practicing good hygiene you know reminder that you shouldn't sneeze into your hand and shake it with somebody you shouldn't (laughs) sneeze on somebody you shouldn't cough on somebody you should try and cover any any kind of like um you know accidental excess uh, (laughs) saliva coming from you the stuff they taught in second grade is uh somehow still relevant 
still relevant, more relevant than ever. Hand yeah. washing, like all that good stuff. Like practice good hygiene and that's right. going to be better because virus particles are smaller than the masks and even smaller than the N95 masks, which right. are really discouraged from other people wearing. So we're basically told, like, just cover your mouth, like, just cover your face with, um, like, whether it's a T-shirt or, like, a paper mask, paper <laughs> surgical mask. Right. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, wear the mat, wear the damn mask. And um, but really, like, there's been no visible evidence of the masks actually curbing transmission. Mm. Like, you've, if anybody hasn't seen, um, you know, I think her name is Jessica Cabrera. She's been good on this um, on Twitter. Alex Berenson has been really good on this. Um, and I think like one place that posts like actual geez, these graphs that I think are such um remarkable visualizations of how little these are doing and um virus gonna virus like the masks are like clearly they're un unless we're wearing respirators and spacesuits right what, what you're doing is not yes. preventing the virus from spreading and so what might be more important is like like a significant enough distance from other people yeah and so that's kind of more sensible but like this mask and what I knew from the beginning, like, because people were actually saying this, like the experts were actually saying this, like, you know, it gives a false sense of security. Uh, yep. And so people feel like they, oh, well, we've got the mask on, the masks work, all the experts say wear the mask and um, it'll slow transmission, we're good. And then they get close to each other and then like they feel like they can do whatever they want and then right. like, people don't take yeah, the... care of their masks. And so it's like really like you're yeah. just we're putting this dirty thing on your face over and over again. And then, like this it's dirty like the thing of your underwear. It's just—it's such. <laughs> That's what you're putting it, on your face. It's, it's a nonsensical thing, and um, you know, I, I'm a little bitch about it because, like, I, I'm a little bitch about it because, like, I wear it and like I get headaches, my gums <laughs> start hurting, my teeth start hurting, and I'm not wearing it for that long. Like, thankfully, I get to work at home and I don't have to put on that damn mask oh, unless nice. I have to get, like go to the grocery store or something, or you know, most businesses here all require it. And, um, yeah. and like I go to the gym and I have to wear it when I walk in, but then if I'm physically like, they have it on a whiteboard, do not be that person who gets so shut down, like wear your mask unless you are physically working out. And so like, you know, I have something covering my face until I'm actually like, you know, working out. Thank God. Like, but other counties, right. like County where I'm from, like my brother's a personal trainer. He has to wear that damn mask the whole time. Damn. And, so, and so does everybody working out in that gym. Like you're, you could be on the treadmill on the stair stepper and you are supposed to be wearing that mask. Like, wow. Nobody could be there and you still have to wear that damn mask. There's just, it's nonsensical. It's, it doesn't work. Virus particles are smaller than <laughs> these masks. Yeah. And it, it's, we're not seeing the evidence of them working. So my other question is what is the true motive? This will be the wrap up. <laughs> the true motive? Yeah. Is it demobilization? Um, Is it um, just. I don't yeah. know. I think it's a oh, thing. I yeah. think it's a sign. It's a clear sign of people who are going to follow orders. And here's a clear sign of people who aren't going to. Okay. And the people who aren't going to, you can clearly see their face, right? Yep. So in some cities, they have. You know, they already have facial recognition cameras and things like that. Now, I know I know I'm going down this crazy path. No, but I do believe 
that there is a reason for they want to know who's not going to follow the rules. So I think there's a clear, I think that's part of it. And so another part of it too, that I was thinking is that, you know, COVID-19 may not be the, the virus that they are really going to dole out because it is, it's not really all that deadly as we, as we've seen. Um, It is deadly to people who are already really sick. Right. Yeah. But to healthy people, it's not. And um, so my my fear is that they're going to dole out something else later on, and then they're going to take out these people that say, I'm never going to wear a mask. Yeah. And uh, oh, that's my, my fear. Yeah. All the more reason. So I'm just saying, guys. use your discretion, like always be alert to everything. Yeah, that's actually... A, the most simple answer I've heard, and yet it's also like so extraordinarily plausible <laughs> and useful. That I don't, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. I don't like that. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Um, I would also say, like, and I was thinking about this the other day, like, you know, the worst, the scariest thing, the most, like, the worst humanitarian crisis wasn't the war in Yemen, as like we might think it might be no it was it was global warming it was climate change and we had to act fast and evil trump took us (laughs) out of the um the paris climate accord that was going to save all the whole world like you know just redemption right and so climate change wasn't scaring enough of us fast enough but you know how did they get us to all stop driving really all stop traveling by plane (laughs) all stop like slow i'll stop seeing each other like basically like driving us into like primitivism and you know which would benefit the um the purpose of the like climate control government like pro government pro climate control government agencies and entities like it's really to separate us um let, uh, take away as much autonomy as possible yeah um control us in any way and so i think this is all part of it it's it was convenient um i it exists we assume um but i think you know never let a good crisis go to waste um, right. and that's what we're seeing and doing here another huh. another thing i was thinking too as you were saying all of that maddie is you know our immune system is kind of like our muscles like we our immune system gets get the more it's exposed they to different viruses used. and bacteria, oh, yeah. the stronger it gets because it it builds up more of a defense. It's part huh. of, it's just part of our biology. And when we wear a mask and when we stay indoors and we don't go get sunlight and we don't be interact with people, people, yeah. Um, and we don't expose ourselves to our normal biome, like our immune system is yeah. not getting it's it's atrophying like our muscles would yes. if we don't work them out. So wow. I th- I wouldn't even that's uh, that's why I'm saying like we have to be we have to be alert and be ready because there could be another virus it may not be in our lifetime it, but it might be um you know that comes down the road and it's coming for people who are quote unquote young and healthy and um all these young and healthy people have been locking themselves up and afraid to mm-hmm. go and do anything. And they've been putting these like, you know, crotches of their underwear on their faces and they're just breathing in their own breath. And, you know, like there's been, I don't know if 
maybe Maddie, I don't know if you're the one that should, that had the evidence or, but there's been like increases of people with like strep throat and bacterial infections. Oh, in yeah. Throat. Because when you're just coughing into your own mask and then breathing it back in and things like that, and kids are nasty. Yeah. Like they touch their, like they're going to touch their face tw- like 3,000 more times than they normally would because they have this mask on their face. Like I literally, my, I watch my kids when they have to wear a mask, which I absolutely cannot stand. But if they have to wear it for school or something, um, I'm watching them just adjust the mask over and over again and touching their right. face. Like, and I know they don't wash their hands like, i do so i and i know they're cleaner than most kids because i make them you know sanitize whatever but um you know i wouldn't be surprised if there's like a huge surge of kids with like different bacterial infections and they're on their skin around their face like around their mouth or uh, strep throat had like some strange bacterial infection in the back of her throat because she was wearing the same surgical mask over and over again Wow. And I had told her just throw it away. Um, of course, she goes to the doctor and she said, she asked the doctor, could it be because I wore this this mask over and over again? No. <laughs> the doctor wouldn't even tell her the truth. I'm like, I, that's why I, and I know the doctor can't, because like she goes to a, a huge, like, there's in our town, there's like this huge, um, office, like a bunch of offices that are all like all over. East Tennessee, really. And they're all owned, they're all basically the same, owned by the same company. So I'm pretty sure the doctors can't tell them the truth. Right. They need to. But she did have to get a, once she was there, she also had to get a um, COVID test. And they, she didn't test positive for it, but they told her these tests aren't reliable. So you probably should (laughs) quarantine for 15 days. Oh my yes. gosh. And I was just, just like, take two weeks off of your life. And um, they admit stay home they're not even reliable. So why even give it? Like, that's just stupid. Wow. What a waste. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, I, how depressing would it be, though, if this is now just, if our lifetimes are just everyone staying inside and wearing masks and just, it, it just would suck, you know, if this is it for us. <laughs> it yeah. would really suck and um this is one of those moments where i guess we all need the white pill and um i'll provide it um you know there <laughs> we are by nature not as everybody's not controlled not everybody's not controllable like there is a large amount of the population that you know want the safety they're begging for more lockdowns like here is Trump's Hitler and he's a dictator, but also like, why didn't Trump do more? (laughs) Um, And, you know, so these people are crazy and they want to be, um, they want, they want to be ruled. They want this illusion of safety. And, um, you know, then there's the, the remnant, the people that aren't like that, the people that think for themselves and, um, you know, may not even agree with each other on everything, but agree to, all right, you think for yourself and do what you think is best for you and your family. Like, just don't hurt me. Just, you're not allowed to like come on my property and take my stuff. Like, right. you know, we, we can go barter, at, you know, at the marketplace. I do think like, while it, it, and I'll have to even say like, 
I, what worries me, I do think like, you know, there's going to be opportunities for more grassroots, more black markets, more gray markets, more underground, um, behind the scenes, off the grid interactions. I do think like we do live in a, in a time and state where the police state sees more and knows more about us than ever before. And so, you know, I mean like Ruby Ridge, like they tried to go live off the grid and, you know, they just had a, yeah. That didn't really work out for them too no. well, did it? Either did it for the guys in Waco. Um, and so, you know, not to say that anything, they all have to end that way. I mean, you know, I think we're just going to have to Harry Brown it and make freedom in our in an unfree world. Um, yeah. And just remember that that is worth fighting for and doing it. And um, you know, any way we can. Yep, that's uh, that's awesome. And have. I, I my thing is to all the people that are liberty loving people the people that don't love liberty the people that that want the state they are and we were kind of talking about this before recording they don't they they think we live in an overpopulated world and they don't have children they abort their babies you know they don't want to grow so if you love liberty Thanks, and you are in a relationship with somebody that you care about, put a ring on it, have babies, teach your children, grow everything. Yeah, grow. Because really, innovation and new ideas come from human beings. And the more that we have and the more that they know to think independently and, and, and to think for themselves, the better our society will be. Yeah, yep. long goal. That's the long game. We have to learn how to play the long game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Consciously I agree. play it, not just think about it. You know, mm-hmm. like I'm reading um, Animal Farm to my seven year old right now, and mm-hmm. oh, she okay. knows she doesn't get anything that's happening right now, other than like there's farm animals that are talking to each other, and that's kind of funny. <laughs> so but funny. it's starting something, and I that's all you can do is just plant the seed. Yep. Yep. But uh yeah, I I think this is a a good place to wrap up. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's past my yeah. bedtime. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, so, oh, she's she's probably laying down right now with cats on top of her. <laughs> There's just one cat. <laughs> yeah uh, um, thank you guys so much for coming on i'll let you guys uh plug your all your stuff definitely um jesse (laughs) no okay uh we are definitely most active on instagram although i still think we have a little bit of a shadow ban still happening but if you we've got some good stuff on there thank you i see guys stuff yeah good um we're on instagram as voluntary vixens um we also have a facebook that is that we are you know all our stuff that goes on instagram goes on facebook we have a twitter um at vixens voluntary and i'm becoming more active on there so check out our tweets on there all right and if you guys can't tell this is the point where craig decided to stop recording um so Good thing, I guess, is that it was near the end of the episode and Connell and the Voluntary Vixens were wrapping it up anyway. Um, but yeah, give them a follow on Instagram at Voluntary Vixens. 
uh, and then Twitter, all the other links that they listed off too. Um, don't forget to check out our merch uh, at spiritofresistance.com. There's a link in the show description, as always. And we really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Um, I want to thank the Voluntary Vixens for coming on uh, and recording with us. It was really good to have them sit down and get a little more in-depth interview of what's been going on in their life recently and their thoughts about the lockdowns and whatnot. So hope you guys enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.